When it's time for lunch, you can pick up a spoon or grab your fork buddy and dig into a Nuna. It's Nuna with Dan and Marty. If you never had a Nuna, well, there's no swim away. Just bend over at the middle in the middle of the day. It's Nuna. It's Nuna with Marty and Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Nooner podcast on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I'm right now. I am solo. I uh, was trying to get some merps together. John is with an offspring, and both Cassandra and Kruger are out of town. Kruger just celebrated a birthday. That's at Stephen Kruger with a PH if you want to wish him a happy belated birthday. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, so I'm just for some business to get out of the way. I'm going to be taking off for a couple weeks, uh, so we're going to have a little bit of a hiatus, so you're welcome. If you are listening live and you want to join in, um, just um, yeah, tweet at us at Nooner Podcast, or, uh, um, or if you want to even be on the show, you can maybe jump in for a couple minutes, and I will uh, yeah, send you a, a link, DM me. Or no, don't DM me. I don't know. I don't know how this stuff works. DM me. Yeah, that's at Marty U. Just uh, tonight, tonight only. Um, but we do want to hear from some old uh, Merps, friends of Merps and Smurps and all that stuff. Merps? Is that friends of full Merps? Um, quite quite a, a summer we've had, and it all came to a head. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been following, you know, uh, Labor Day weekend. We had a long weekend here in the U.S. where all of a sudden we have to put all our clothes, white clothes away because we don't wear white after Labor Day and you have to wait until Memorial Day. I think that's the way that, that it works. Um, but yeah, uh, so that happened. And we also got some rain here in Southern California, which is very rare. We've, we've had more rain in, in the latter half of the summer than we normally get in uh, all of uh, winter. It was a little crazy. And no, but like who was really affected was, um, was the uh, Burning Man. Now, oh... He, we have somebody joining on the podcast or today. Oh, it's a surprise guest who popped in like, mm, what's a show where it's, it's, I don't know, where you get crazy guests who pop in. But anyhow, uh, do, do you know of a TV, TV show? I'm not. Oh, I got to turn up your volume. Hey, join, join us. I'm still not getting you. Are you there? Oh, I should have, uh, let's see, turned on the settings for this. Um, mm -mm -mm. Go figure. Well, Tyson Saner is joining us. Are you there, Tyson? I'm not. Why am I? This is this is 100% me. Um, mm, but... Can you speak? Are you speaking? Oh, my God. This is terrible. This is why you do things ahead of time. Test. Oh, what was that? Testing. Hey, where that, that worked. 
Awesome. Well, guess what? I had the thing I, in re reverse. I changed my microphone settings. Oh. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Nooner Podcast, where it wasn't me that fucked up. It was Tyson, the guy who always says my audio is fucked up. He's the one who I invited to this podcast, hoping that he would just like guide me to some, some uh, wisdom of, of uh, technology. But he was the fuck up. And, and, you know, I could have just paid him 20 bucks to, to take the fall from me after I turned the machine on. But Always we'll check your settings, folks. Always check your settings. Up is down. Black is white. I had a technical mistake. We'll never know for sure what the truth is. Welcome to the Nooner Podcast show, Tyson. How are you, things in, um, in Arcata? Um, well, they're, they're warm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> quite warm. Great. That's mm -hmm. the sort of um, scintillating podcast we want to, to guide our listeners who are planning to visit Northern California on the coast uh -huh. to make sure that they dress appropriately. Uh, so thank you for that. Sure. Well, there's a farmer's market every weekend and that tends to be festive, but I, I don't make it out to Arcata except to pick up my kid from school. So. Oh, Oh yeah. my goodness! Um, wait, so how far are you from actually Arcata then? Not very far. Everything's pretty close together. Uh, there's an area just between. Oh, you're frozen. That's right. Area just between um, McKinleyville and Arcata, where uh, I live, and then I work in Bayside, which is just right next to Arcata. Everything is within about six miles, a uh, six mile radius. So okay, it's then very I'm just close. Calling it Arcata, okay. I mean, but and, it's not because it's got its own post office and all this stuff anyway. Well, whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, you, you established your persona on this podcast is some, someone from Arcata. So um, this is true. Well, I'm from Arcata. I was, right. I was, you know, born, I was raised there. I okay. mean, yeah. All right. So, uh, and your, how's your son? Is he in kindergarten now? He is in transitional kindergarten. Um, Wow, that is a they they do things very progressively here in California. Right, it that is a well, it's a new program. It is like preschool, except it's uh, so it is a it is kindergarten before kindergarten. So it's the year before kindergarten, whereas so, preschool, I guess, can be up to two years before kindergarten because that's certainly what I did. But no, well, why don't they just call it preschool? Um, I think it has to do with where the funding comes from. I think preschools uh, tend to be private and TK or transitional kindergarten is still the state school system. I think, I think it's a relatively new thing. Great. Well, yeah. um, how, uh, that was there, um, was that hard, you know, sending your, your boy away? Oh yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's really uh, difficult. I mean, it's, it's been, it's only, uh, this yeah, is the band. second full week, uh -huh. you know, because when he started, it was on August 23rd, which is Wednesday. And it was just a couple, you know, it was a three day week. So it was like, got him on Monday, got him on Tuesday, you know, and, you know, uh, Thursday and Friday of the week before it's like, Hey buddy, we've got four days of mornings left together, you know, where, you know, and then it's not going to be you and me in the morning every day of the week, uh, for a while, you know? Yeah. Well, that's. And, and, yeah, go on. And he's like, um, I'm going to play like a Batman. So I'm like, yep, okay, we can do that. Oh, that's so really cute. So um, he's four and a half. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, it would be weird if you were 17 and in uh, PK. Um, yeah. yeah. Or even, yes, yes, it would. Yeah. 
So, uh, uh, did you have a good like um, summer with him then? And, and oh yeah, yeah, we went to to the fair a couple of times. Right, um, that right. was at the end of the summer, of course. And how was your trip to Burning Man with him? Oh, <laughs> well, you know, he he uh, he's not so sure about the whole glow stick thing, right? And right, uh, yeah. you know, he's got the one dread on the one side, you know. It's coming in kind of light, though. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm ki- I'm kidding, of course. Uh, well, of course, yes. So, yeah. uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Burning Man happened this uh, past week. It happens the week before Labor Day, and it ends with the the burn on mm-hmm. Monday night or or Sunday night, Monday night. I forget. But mm-hmm. this p- past one on Friday, they had a big rainstorm where they say they got two months of rain in one day. But like that's like saying, you know, which two months? Like if it's like June and July, there's no rain. So then it's like you got two months of no, no rain. Anyhow, I think they so having, meant have you, sorry, go ahead. Uh, one sixth of their total rainfall in one day is probably what they meant. And uh, yeah, so they rained like uh, an inch, I guess, close to an inch in one night. And that was enough to like it started out with a lot of dancing, ended up with a lot of people ankle deep in mud and very fine, fine mud where they could not get out. Uh, Oh, no. Yeah. So they were sort of stuck in these um, because they basically Burning Man is this started, what, 20 something years ago, 20, well, maybe I don't know. Who knows? We'll never know for sure. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of tech people go out in the in the desert in Black Rock in Nevada, and they have this sort of ad hoc town where there is no money, there is no uh, bartering. Just it's just people being amazingly uh, generous and and ecumenical and and just being uh, present. And having this perfect society for a week, and that should be the model for all societies. But of course, that doesn't work that way. And it's grown more and more um, as years gone by. And this year it was uh, 100,000 people, I think, all Mm -hmm. in one place. And like the next day on Saturday, there were people that just were stuck there. They were told by emergency services not to leave, to shelter in place, and to conserve water and food. And some people had uh, a great time of it, but other people were like, fuck this, I'm, we're going. So uh, there are a bunch, there are like some celebrities like Chris Rock and Diplo and Cindy Crawford. They, they hit, they walked out f- like five miles through the mud yeah. and then hitched a ride on a truck. I saw that on Instagram too, by the way, <laughs> that, that, that was like one of the, yeah, I saw him cause I follow Diplo and it's, he's just there and then he swerves the camera and there's Chris Rock sitting on the back of a truck. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that is actual Chris Rock. What is happening? Yeah. Yeah. And apparently the truck driver recognized Diplo and then Diplo has been there for over 10 years, like going to, to Burning Man. And, um, <laughs> he's like, Wesley over here, Wesley, come here. Yeah. yeah, it's it's his real name. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess that's what they did, and and then they went to hitch to ride to Reno, and then got fancy hotels and just like ordered room service, and which is fine, you know. And I understand. I mean, it was hard not to be like <laughs> a bunch of rich douchebags being stuck in the mud, and you know, it's not mm-hmm. it's not all rich douchebags. Some of them are just middle class douchebags, mm-hmm. and 
and I feel for them, you know, they're just trying to do something fun. They're not imposing on anybody else. They're just imposing on each other. And, you know, it, it, in theory, it does sound kind of fun, like people just sharing food and sharing drugs and sharing their bodies with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dancing. It, it, yeah, in the dirt, in the sun, and now in the mud. And it just, it, it just, um, just solidified my hatred of other people or, or my disdain towards other people. And it just, oh. I, I wasn't gleeful, but I was just like, oh, thank God I'm out there. I was a little gleeful. I got to admit. A little bit of schadenfreude. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you have any um, interest in, have you ever been to Burning Man? I have not, but I've definitely, uh, you know, I like the idea of the outdoor concert of, you know, uh, I, I was a fan of the uh, film version of Woodstock and there's certainly like a very muddy segment in that, uh, in that, and I, I always enjoyed the spirit of you know of Woodstock, the idea of essentially what you described with Burning Man is you know peace, love, and music for three days or whatever. Yeah. How long is Burning Man? Is it a whole week or it's two weeks? Week. Or it's a whole week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But then it's there not, was the not just a weekend. There was mm. the other um, Woodstock from the 1994 or whatever, which ended uh-huh. up in like mud and rape, you know. But whatever. Right. Well, there's the one in 99, like they decided to do it five yeah. years later, which like oh. ended in fire and limp biscuit. Yeah, so. there you go. Just it's just not uh, these outdoor concerts are become more about the scene than the music. Mm-hmm. And at least with with Burning Man, they're just like no music. It's all about the scene. You know, what was your experience of Woodstock 94? Did you watch any of it on TV or oh, were you no. near there uh, or no, near I, there? I just I was like. Nope, I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm not. A, I, I I've been to a handful of music festivals, and it's just exhausting. You, you end mm-hmm. up like sunbaked, dehydrated, and listening to like eighty percent of music you don't know or care about or hate, and mm. then and then your back starts hurting from standing too much because you barely stand because we're all like bound by our seats. Uh, by our desks and then like and then you just want to go home and i i think i've mentioned it before i went to to one show and it was just like the best part was like sneaking away from the the main headliner act and going to the hotel bar and listening to an elvis impersonator and just sitting like a civilized person and sipping a drink and it was just delightful and it it that pain of sitting through all these bands that I used to like, but no longer do, um, was, Mm -hmm. was, uh, uh, made it made like having that gin and tonic was just so worth it for, you know, just the pleasure of that was just delightful. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah. And luckily nobody, well, no, one person passed, died, and I'm sure it's not the per- first person who's died at Burning Man, because there's lots of drugs there, and it wasn't, apparently it wasn't because of the uh, weather-related incidents. Um, we don't know the cause of death, but that's that's what we've heard. Um, yeah. And you know, get, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, my instinct when you, you know, when you, when, you know, you say somebody died, and it's like, but, you know, it wasn't blah 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 when you say but it wasn't blah 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 my instinct is to go oh that's good that it wasn't blah 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 but no it's still they died yeah so, i mean no they died the- and it and it sucks um, but uh but i'm guessing it was um well 
who knows? Who knows what what it was? But yeah, I I I, I find that whole um, I, I went out on a date one date with a woman, and she was telling me about how amazing Burning Man was. Mm-hmm. Like she started crawl, and she's like, I I didn't take any drugs. I just started crawling across the main square, whatever the main downtown or whatever it's called, on all mm-hmm. fours, very slowly. And then people started to join. And by the time I crossed, there were like a hundred people all crawling with me. It was amazing. And I was like, you crawled on mud for an hour. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then another guy was telling me how amazing it was that he was on, like tripping on peyote while breastfeeding from some woman who was lactating under the stars and he said it was amazing and it sounded disgusting so that is the i had a lot of preconceived notions of of what burning man is and i don't know if i'm wrong because i've heard other anecdotes that are kind of aligned with that uh do, do you know people who have been i do not uh that i'm aware of because i don't know very many people regular human being and like, yeah. well, I mean, I feel like um, I uh, and when I say I know, I don't know very many of them too well. But there, the local uh, comedian scene, there are a couple of people that I am on a friendly basis with, you know, friendly acquaintances, and I feel like at least one of them may have been to Burning Man, yeah. but um, but for, but there's not a I don't really have a uh, social group. I I guess that. My problem with it is that people cite it as this, like, oh, this is a great um, microcosm for the way society should be. Mm-hmm. And uh, what it, but I'm like, okay, so a bunch of tech bros who spend thousands of dollars on a ticket to sit in the desert and then spend mm-hmm. thousands more dollars on a trailer and their art installation and their, homemade pizzas that they give out to people like Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's it like you're spending all that money and then going out in the desert with a bunch of like-minded people is it is the basis society is about dealing with people who don't think like you and who don't share the same values and how do you coexist with them Mm -hmm. well it's a it's supposed to be it's supposed to be polite society i imagine um yeah like how do you how do you make a polite society out of people who don't live uh who don't share your views and beliefs and uh, oh yeah that well <laughs> you don't actually really make it you just give people the option and then you separate people from for people who don't want to be around each other well or you I let you let people separate you know? I, I don't know if that's uh it's always been like that i think it's becoming mm-hmm. more and more like that where we, we become more balkanized and we we seek out the people who only seek out the people who think like us and that's what i try to do yeah <laughs> I, I guess so i just want to but i mean uh, I, but you still have to live like with mm-hmm. people like in in congress back in the 70s and 80s like these these uh all old white men would just they would have different views they would sit on opposite ends of the aisle but they would be cordial and and mm-hmm. and 
you know, have bipartisan bills. And, and this is a very idealized um, view of things. And um, well, but it's not that way right now. Right now you get people calling for people's, you know, being jailed, their co-workers being jailed and, and. Oh yeah, no, it's craziness, but there's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, uh, I, the thing with George Santos, that, that's yeah. a, how, uh, that's, that's, it's just that it's all happening all at once. It's just, it's amazing to me. I follow, um, uh, it, a lot of the stuff on the Midas touch, which is a, a news network on YouTube. And they're following the, uh, basically the trail of now until hopefully 45 goes to receive some kind of, uh, comeuppance, maybe not jail. Who knows what's going to happen, but you know, I hope it's jail, but I mean, like, I'm not going to, I wouldn't bet money on it uh, anyway. And they, uh, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of very, I'd say dry, but useful information bit by bit of how each trial and indictment is going. And what is it? Are we up to five yet? Or is it four? Four right now. Okay. Okay. I think five is brewing. At least the fifth one is brewing. And I'm sure there's going to be, I feel like there's going to be more, but right now it's, yeah. So it's, so I get a little bit of information here and there and it's, it's really about all I can take is just knowing what's happening on a bit to bit, uh, you know, what Jack Smith is doing, which judges are, you know, are um, potentially corrupt, which ones aren't, you know, it's, it's, it's uh you know so I it, it that helps me stay a little level with all of the news that's coming in. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Again, that that does not make me feel hopeful towards mm. a a sort of idealistic society where people with differing views can agree on a greater good and strive for that. You know, I don't think that there's a commonality well. uh, between parties of like what is the greater good is a greater good you know we want a balanced budget but we just disagree on how to get there or we have slight differences on how to get there it's really just uh if you're not with us you're against us and we will we will take up arms to get it's what frightening we want. yeah it, it, it's so, pretty frightening yeah. so i you know i don't know if burning man is a I'm not convinced that that is a way to solve this problem. Burning Man? I have not been, so I shouldn't judge, but you know what? It's fun to judge. Yes, it can be. Uh, So when Burning Man's about the harvest, right? Isn't it like, at what point do they like um, torture a person with bees before sticking them in the Burning Man? And, and, oh wait, no, that's... I think you're mixing up your men. Your your wickers and your burnings. Yeah. That's right. My bad. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you see hmm. the original uh, Wicker Man with um, the original Equalizer, uh, uh, what was his name? Edward um, Woodward. Edward Woodward. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's a very uh, moody, slow-moving movie that builds to a, just a super creepy conclusion. So, no, don't watch the, the Neil Butte um Nicholas Cage version. Watch the Edward, whoever you just said his name, um, Woodward. Woodward, yeah, Squidward. Uh, watch the Squidward version of of um, uh, the Wicker uh, Man, and it, there there are no bees in it, or I don't know, mm-hmm. are there bees? I can't remember, but 
Oh, I don't want to spoil it for you. I don't know. I'll have to go back. It's 73, right? I think the original one. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Edward Woodward. See, I thought Christopher Lee was in that. And maybe maybe he still is. Just not as Edward Woodward. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, I tried watching Equalizer 2. You know, so I don't get lost when when I go out and see Equalizer three, which came sure. out this weekend. Oh um, yes, yes, the new the Denzel's Equalizer I, series. So yeah, I just couldn't get. I well, I'll probably eventually get to it because I I like those things, but mm-hmm. it's it's a it was a real slog. I there's I got in a discussion mm. with Giselle who I saw recently. Um, oh, cool. About whether um, which was better the uh john wick series or the equalizer series do you have an opinion about that tyson um at this point i'm going to say john wick and that's only because i have not seen any of the equalizer movies yet yeah Uh, i i find the action in the john wick movies much more fun it's very satisfying very satisfying and i think one of the reasons why is because um keanu reeves is is a vulnerable even though he's invulnerable in the movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. emotionally he's vulnerable. He's like, oh, I'm just trying to, you know, you fuck with my dog. I got to do this. Whereas there's something more sadistic about the way that um, if, if you watch the movies, uh, Denzel Washington's character is basically like, like, now the blood is rushing out of your brain and you're going to start feeling cold, and that's death coming on you. Uh, and just like, why are you even saying that stuff? Just just move on, you know? He's get, more verbose, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, but there's like a, a sort of a, a relishing in, in the, the, the murder of somebody, where I feel like if with Keanu Reeves, he's just, his character is just like, I'm just trying to get through shit. Like, mm-hmm. this, I'm, I just got to get from A to B, and these 300 people who all have families of their own that I'm about to destroy, uh, they're just in the way. Um, but he doesn't like take time to be like, yeah, that's your, that's one shitty Christmas for your parents, you know, uh, mm-hmm. coming up and that's called death. You know what? He doesn't take that time. And I feel it's like, yeah. It's interesting. I do remember that the, uh, uh, about the Edward Woodward series version of the Equalizer, that uh, it wasn't that he uh, he didn't chase people; he pursued them, and he was relentless. And that was part of uh, the, the Equalizer's between... strength was his relentlessness. Hmm? What's the difference between pursuing and chasing? No, what I mean is he didn't. Well, chasing, I guess, uh, it, to me, the word sort of implies speed. Like ah. chase kind of feels like a fast word and it could just be the way I uh, see it in my mind. But like, you know, I guess you could have a low speed chase. Yeah. We, we've but, had yeah. them many times. Just Well, because a chase is a fast thing. Like cut to the chase, get to the fast part, get, you know, bring me up to speed. That's like, uh, it's, it's about, you know, stuff moving along and it is a different, I guess a different pace. Perhaps it's probably about pace and not picante sauce. Oh, I, sorry. I, don't know. Oh, save that for PK, okay? Yes, um, my psychokinesis. I, no, no, that's not what I was referring to. I know I let it go before, but you know, I, I figured I'd tag up on it this yeah, time. No, it's good. Um, speaking of speed, I I also like if you s- subscribe to um 
HBO. No, I'm sorry, Max. Um, mm. the, the Flash is now on on Max. Did you watch The Flash? Is that the uh, the the '90s one or the or the uh, Arrowverse one? The Ezra Miller one. Oh no, is that on Max now? Yeah, it's on Max now. I have not seen it. No, as uh, uh, you know, Ezra Miller. It. I don't know. Is it? Is it? Is it less? Is he less creepy now, or is it? Uh... I mean, he's a creepy dude. Like from everything I've read about him, never met him in person. But you know, as an actor, he's fine in this movie. Oh, sure, yeah, he's good in the first. Uh, what's it called? Uh, the first Magic Creatures film, you know. I, uh, I... Yeah, but he. Um, I just couldn't get through it again. Maybe I'm just getting old. I think that's it. I'm just grouchy and old. Couldn't but, get through the Flash again. Uh, yeah, because like the special effects are so weird. And mm. uh, Andy Muschietti, the director who also directed the It series, he was saying, oh, it's deliberate. You know, they, like they want it to look like uh, like pasty Uncanny Valley cartoons like the these when he's in the this flash like mode, it, like he sees like all these different time spaces, but they all just look like. Gumby versions of the real, like the real characters, like and it's just on. It, it is uncanny. Um, they're saying it's a choice, is what is what you're saying. Yeah, that he's like it's a choice. But that, but it also. See, my, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. My curiosity might get the better of me. I think eventually I will see this Flash movie just because I really kind of want to watch the Corridor Crew's, uh, you know, going through of the of the special effects, and I don't want to like I don't like I never I never like spoilers so. Oh, you um, should just watch the. Who cares? Like you, you at this you, point, you know the story already. It's been Flashpoint has been told many different ways. You know, both in the comic book, in the animated series, and here. So you know the basic gist of it. And the corridor crew does a great takedown, not takedown, but just dissection of like all the weirdness of it, and also how these things happen. Mm. And like, I think that. What they, their basic conclusion is that if you take the time, and if you have the money, and um, you know it's that that triangle. If you want things good, um, fast or cheap, you can pick two of those, but you can't get all three. You know, and um, you've heard that, right? Part of it. You yeah. can't do two for the price of one. Was it? No. You there. There's a. Like if I want thing, I want this shot cheap, quick, and and good. You can't oh, have all yeah. three. You know, you can't have, have all pick, three. You have to pick two, and and that's basically their their thing is like you know hmm. all these people, all these companies that worked on it are just super high quality, but they might not have had the time or the money to do it right. What, so, was Weta involved at all? Because they're usually pretty top notch. Uh, no, I mean, even Weta has had issues, but they, I don't believe they were involved, but you know, uh, the other problem is like the studios and, and this is also brought up, uh, on quarter crew is that these studios, they bid out this stuff and it's like, you, there's a firm price and we want this shot done for this amount of money. And if it goes over the production company has to eat it. 
And that's not what happens in, like, as an actor, if I go there and I fuck up my lines, I don't, I, st- I get paid overtime, you know, mm. like, because <laughs> I fucked up my lines. And, but for us, like, if the studio is like, no, we want it this way. Uh, no, we don't like that. Make it this way. Uh, make it this way. They, the, the, the FX house is, is still on the, on the hook for the same amount of money. And that is just not, and that, that is what they uh, attributed to the fall in the, like the late nineties when all those uh, production special effects houses just shut down, you know, uh, the uh, rhythm and hues and, and which like won an Oscar and then two weeks later shut down, you know, uh, it's not how you do things. They won that for life of pie. Didn't they? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I know I saw Life of Pi. That was in the theater in 3D. Yeah, uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, pretty intense, right? Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was extremely emotional. Great, great film. Yeah, and that's that's where we are. Um, as yeah, like if if I build a house and and I mean I can I have I can negotiate with the contractor if they go over. And, mm-hmm. but contractually, like, I, I mean, that, that's just like the right thing to do, you know, but that's not how movie studios work. And, you know, if that's the established, uh, workflow, then I guess that's the way it is, but I don't think that is a sustainable model. And I think that we've proved, or the film history has proved that it doesn't work that way. So, you know, Yes, I agree. I, I will say about the new Flash film that I, even if I don't want to support Ezra Miller so much, or I'm not sure how I feel about it all right now, because, you know, information changes all the time. I still would like to um, support uh, Michael Keaton's return as Batman. Yeah. Also, happy birthday to Michael Keaton. It's his birthday today, which is September 5th for those listening in the future. Oh, all right. Or listening now. Or listening now. Yeah. So, well, yeah. no, if you're listening now, it's the past. What? Sorry, never mind. But no, it, we're in the present. It's September 5th, and it, that's his birthday, right? Correct. All right. So, yeah, I think he's great. I think it's hard. Uh, that That is a, a very difficult um, thing to sort of navigate of like how... Uh, and, and we've talked about it before on the podcast. It's like, how Certainly. do you separate the, the artist from the art? And with the flash, I, I don't find it. I, I don't find it hugely problematic. He's just a talking head in it. And, uh, he's a meat puppet. <laughs> he's a meat puppet and also a digital puppet in several shots. And, you know, he's fine and he's a creep. And I'm sure you've seen, Several, I mean, we can go through all of filmography and pick out all the creeps. And oh, certainly, yeah. See, know. there's that too. So, yeah. You know. So I, I don't, I think, um, I, I think watching it on Max, I don't feel like I'm giving a huge amount of money into Ezra Miller's pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even finish the fucking movie, so I don't care too much. But did you see it once all the way through, or? I no, I didn't finish the movie. So you finished it the first time, okay. So yeah. I saw. I thought you had see, re had tried to rewatch oh, it. Oh no, 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 no. I I mean, mm. yeah. 
So, I mean, and yeah. So I, I, I don't worry about that except, I mean, there are things that like I wouldn't, I didn't want to play Michael Jackson at my wedding. So I didn't, you know, and no problems there. So, and, and that is just, it's, it's a little bit arbitrary. I mean, these people are all super rich and we're not going to affect their lives that much, but we can take a principled stand where we think that our principles make a difference to us, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, in the last couple of weeks, I actually saw Megaforce, which yes. I recommended to y'all. Yes. Uh, well, and, and I I, I mentioned it earlier because like back in the eighties, when it originally came out, what year? 85, 80, 82, 82, 82. It, it came out as, you know, as sort of riding the wave of, of uh, a Star Wars type of thing. Um, that sort of world that it, it's, it's not post-apocalyptic, but it's, it's not, I thought it was, but it's not. It's cars in the desert, basically. Um, it, you know, it's not even that really. It's, um, I mean, there's modified vehicles. Do you remember Borderlands, the game? I remember it well. Like um, he, Eli Roth is uh, finishing it up right now. The, oh, the really? version of that. Yeah. That's cool. So the light runners, the, um, the small vehicles, uh, it's that are kind of like the really fast ones that you get. So you can right, jump around. You have to jump over piss wash, wash mm -hmm. hurdle, one of them. Uh, the vehicles in that, like Borderlands is full of references to other things. You know, uh, we, you know, we know this. And I think having finally seen Megaforce that not only are the uh, light runners kind of modeled on some of the vehicles in Megaforce, but I also think that Michael Beck's character is, it might be a, a, just a tad of an inspiration for Scooter. Who runs the catch a ride thing? Catch a ride, that guy. I mean, he, you could a similar say character. that like it's any geezer in any uh, of these old westerns. It's a little tank girl. It's a you know I, mm. I I think that there are it's a it's a cinema trope. I think that character. You know. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not like your Gabby Hayes type. He's more kind of like uh, just just sort of. Well, he's a sharpshooter too in the movie. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The, it's a there's a I Evan Kim thing. That this is the first Gabby Hayes reference in all of podcast history. <laughs> if you do a search <laughs> in all of of podcasts, you'll get like references to Rutherford, Rutherford B Hayes or mm -hmm. Gabby Hoffman, but never mm -hmm. Gabby Hayes. So uh, that's a first. Tyson, congratulations. Thank you, Gabby Hoffman, the actress from Transparent. Uh, no, um, Gabby Hoffman, the, 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 the speaker, Abby Hoffman. Oh, Gabby Hoffman, the, the speaker. Yeah, no, Gabby, you're right. Gabby Hoffman, the, the actress from Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Oh, she in that? That's cool. She's also Viva's daughter. What? The, the, the Warhol superstar Viva. Um, Anybody? <laughs> Sorry. Um, Uncle Buck. Let's just go with Uncle Buck. How's that? Uncle Buck. There you go. John Candy. Yeah. Classic film. John Hughes movie. Oh, yeah. See, he would be problematic now if he had lived. Oh, sure. Stuff in 16 Candles is and uh, is out there. Yeah. Yeah. So nobody <laughs> is immune. Um, but, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I've, all this stuff is about how you react. Mm -hmm. to to your criticism. Um, I have a friend who's a comic. They were called on a 
a trans joke they made and they apologized immediately and changed, you know, changed. And mm-hmm. that's all that's all that it matters, you know? It's like are are you sensitive to other people's point of view or do you get defensive? Um and and I'm sure John Hughes, like growing up being part of suburban mid the suburban white Midwest, like is probably very limited in, in what he had seen. And hopefully I, I, I choose to believe that he would have become more uh you know, uh, a little more sensitive and wise as he matured, you know. One one would hope, yes. Yeah. Um People, you know, it's nice to think that people evolve. Yeah. Um, so, Tyson, couple questions. First, certainly. Let's start off with how long have you been listening to this podcast? What time is it? Uh, well, I started. I was there on the on the first Friday uh, or Thursday, I guess it was. It was because it moved to Friday shortly after. Listen to your first episode. Oh, take your word. Live. <laughs> Um, uh, I think no, Phil Lamar was he wasn't the first guest, was he? Um, I don't remember, but Phil has been uh, was a guest on the show, yeah. Adam Scott was on there in that first year, yeah. Um, I think maybe Thomas Middleditch, maybe no, 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 No. who am I thinking of? Um, you you might be thinking of the the, uh, Patrick Adams. No, uh, from, but I do remember Patrick Adams. Yeah, no, there's a name that's was, similar, oh. like in in the in the rhythm of it. Who's uh, 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 it'll come it'll come to me. Kill Martin? No. Um. Uh. <laughs> anyway, um. So, uh, twelve years. Uh, long enough to long enough to if I had a kid back then for them to be graduated from high school. And the next question is. <laughs> why um i don't know i love you guys oh you know, i like listening to well it's it's you know it's i like the energy at the beginning i like the interactivity i like that i could get like a bit of politics for people who seem to be passionate about it then also really funny um uh about other things um i like that you guys like to just sort of throw out little references occasionally and i could you know hit them back on Twitter. You're, you know, yeah. interactive on Twitter. That was like, Oh, that was kind of new to, to have a little ping pong going back and forth it's with uh, Twitter. Great having you part of the show. And Oh, thank you. And for those listeners, like, uh, Tyson maintained the, the, uh, uh, what was it called? Um, Tumblr, the Tumblr page for, for years and would always just participate. And it was a, almost a call and response and it was great just having you, participate it it helped make the show better and, oh well oh we, we think I, of ron thank livingston you. ron livingston no ron livingston i remember him on there yeah all right okay but that wasn't the, who you're thinking of that wasn't it i'm sorry um, oh uh, yeah. george something that maybe it wasn't middle the middle maybe this isn't close but there was huh george, george stephanopoulos Stephan- oh yeah 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 i remember when he had george stephanopoulos yeah, yeah. on there. it was, was right great. before his gig at abc yeah he was great um and then so for those of you, uh, of the listeners who don't know everything about you, you do a lot of media yourself, correct? Yes, that is correct. 
Um, I have not done music for a while, but that was kind of one of my primary things was to remix podcast audio um, <laughs> and to turn it into songs and whatnot. Uh, I had, uh, when I started making, putting music into recordings, it was all electronic stuff. It was all sample based. It was like the idea was sort of like a midnight DJ set. So just a pastiche of things. And I cobbled together about, I don't know, 10 to 12 uh, really bad pieces of music and put them on an album uh, back in like 2000 and then have tried to get better uh, every year since then. And I think I have gotten better here and there with the songs that I've managed to put out and I'm about to get back into doing that again. Nice. Now that I have a little more time, but wow. yes, there's also podcasting, there's gaming videos. I'm, I'm uh, trying to just be out there as much as I can really, you know, yeah, uh, as much as I can is the key because <laughs> if not, I can't get much, but as much as I can, boy, let me tell you, uh, it's impressive the, the number of things that you, you delve into. Uh, you've been playing some Elden Ring, correct? That's correct. I, uh, yes, I even did a live stream of it for my fifth episode. Um, I would consider doing that again, but uh, you know, it's I, I'm I would have to work out the uh, there's a there's a sound issue in the last oh, one. Oh, I think you solved it. Oh, I did. I did finally. I, what I did is uh, when I posted, I had it recording on OBS Studio, and it, that records both tracks. So then I just went and I just used that and uploaded it. So oh, I'm, uh, I have a you backup plan in this podcast just now by figuring out how to turn. Oh, by turning my mic back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I meant yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, yeah. go ahead. Well, I was wondering what kind of you know, uh, like literally, let, what mixer are you using? What what's going into what? Like at some point, we can talk. We could talk about that. Oh, I could figure no, out why. Who cares? You know, it, it. The stream is the stream, and I'm just all I care about is making sure that our recording levels are fine. And I don't like, know. I, you mean for the finished product, like oh, when it gets to? Yeah, but even then, I don't. When it posts, uh, I'm. Well, when it posts, it sounds great. That's why I don't right, understand what what happens. Well, yes, yeah. but when. <laughs> when when it's when it's live you know what like bring it up with will it's all on will i don't know if you can hear me doing that but like that's that's how quiet it is i have to turn it all the way up and then kevin smith's voice comes on at the end and he's at full volume plus because it's kevin so hey everybody and then it's like you know then it's you know oh because that's because because that's the disparity and Go i don't know figure. why or how i but don't I, know why um, i'm uh, i'm sure i could help if i knew what what you're what you was what you were plugging into what or whatnot but we could do we could do that another time i just no I'm, no no i'm, just, I'm eager it. to help let's I, do help it me now help you. let's do so, it now for everyone listening for posterity okay yeah. what's your mixer no nobody cares it's like okay you fine. know when it goes out it goes I was just yes and it goes out at the top level that my recorder goes out on and uh -huh. that's how it goes out so um so maybe i don't know i don't know we'll figure it out no i'm never, never gonna figure it out that's the fun of it if you listen live you gotta listen soft oh so what about this Baldur's gate have you played that no i have not played that yet i've seen it uh it looks good Baldur's gate three i think it is yeah yeah did you play one or two I did not. Okay, these, think, are, think, these are based on original AD and D. Yeah, no. I know. I feel like uh, I feel like my dad probably played it because he played like Neverwinter Nights and whatnot. Mm. Oh wow! Okay. And Diablo 
one and two, I think he's played. All right. Wow. Your dad he's, is on it. Well, he used to play D and well, he still plays D and D has a game going, uh, right now has a game as we pretty speak. much every, every Friday, pretty much for the last, I don't know how many years, but yeah, no, he, he's the one who got us into D and D when we were. Wow. That's uh, some good fathering. Uh, what about likes games? What, hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. He likes games. I said, Oh, very good. Um, including tabletop games, like non like board games. Oh no, lots of yeah, lots of board games like uh, Waterdeep, Catan. Uh, the, uh, there's these uh, the Legendary series where it's played oh, with like hey, cards and, and it's like Marvel characters and it's a it's a deck building game. There's uh, plays all sorts of. This collection is uh, is in, insane. There's a big Trevor and Little China version of Legendary, uh, so you get to play uh, the characters in that's, the that's, movie against each other. Are you saying that just because I'm Chinese? Uh, it's just one of the additions. It's also a really hard one. No, I, I think one. you're just saying that because you're like, how can I connect with Marty? You know, oh, <laughs> let's do the big trouble in little China one. Got it. That that uh, that's what it is. That's yeah, what it is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you, you got me. No, that's a, one of my favorite movies of all time because I'm Chinese. And, it is a great movie though. I yeah. mean, it's really good. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, and and really, uh, I think. It is very reverential to the Chinese movies of the 70s and 80s, which I watched um, in not speaking Chinese, but would just go to these Chinese theaters and watch them just like, like incessantly. And it sounds awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was a, it was a, a glory. Um, it was a, a wonderful time to watch mm -hmm. these movies. And I think that uh, John Carpenter acquitted himself well by, uh, shooting that the way he did and it was mm -hmm. just it was a lot of fun and it was the first time i had seen like chinese american characters just without just like being badasses in an uh, in a like a white dominated movie or yeah yeah uh like in a mainstream hall mainstream hollywood movie i guess so mm. it was really cool that's that's awesome to hear it's nice to have something like that yeah um what about the Starfield business? Starfield, that's by Bethesda, isn't it? Yeah, so Bethesda is the company that did um, El, El, no, no, uh, Elder Scrolls and uh, mm -hmm. or, or, or Skyrim. Skyrim. Skyrim, number five, yeah. And um, and what's the the, the post-apocalyptic one with the spacesuits? Fallout New Vegas. Fallout. No, wait, sorry. Obsidian did New Vegas. Uh, Fallout 4. Oh. Is Bethesda. Also, Bethesda did the new-ish, the 2016 Doom up update, which is pretty intense. But the Fallout ones are made by the same... Are they Are they not related? I thought they were related. I thought it was built on the same engine as the Elder Scrolls. Uh, the... Uh, I guess so the I it's a very know. similar engine. Skyrim and Fallout 4 are very similar engines uh the i think i forget if bethesda acquired the rights after fallout 3 see the thing is that fallout new vegas which came out between fallout 3 and fallout 4 was done by a different company but i think he used this it used like the same engine as as fallout 3 and then when they upgraded the engine for fallout 4 it was closer to what skyrim looked like i think and then since then so i'm not really i'm not 100 sure about all this but uh but obsidian, obsidian. I keep saying obsidian because uh, Fallout New Vegas was them. Was them? Um, I, I'm no longer yeah. no longer interested. No. They, yeah. Fallout I, I Three. Myself. They did Fallout seventy six. 
and um, yeah, Fallout seventy six. Oh, that's right. Yeah, everyone. Hated I did a that. few videos of Fallout seventy six. Oh, did you hate it too? I didn't. I didn't hate it. I was just like, boy, it, you know, it takes a long time to. It was just figuring out what Who was going on and has hmm? the time. Just get at, me in it. At the time, I had the time, but it's mostly like it wasn't that it took too much too much time. It was that. I view time differently when I'm recording videos because I start doing the calculations like, okay, if I record an hour of this, then I've got, you know, it's going to be at least three hours to get it up to speed, you know, at least three. And then whatever I end up with, I got to rewatch. Now, if it takes three hours to get an hour of footage, then I have to do nine hours of, you know, or what. So it becomes uh, maybe I shouldn't, try to do a series of this or maybe i should be recording other videos that are shorter to have them put out while i'm still working on the longer videos so it's a whole different workload thing and and that's how i you know but i have i have more time now to work on uh, I'm, I'm gonna i'm getting the anti-social show episodes up i'm oh, sorry that was a podcast i used to have more episodes out frequently of did my word order make sense hmm. All right, so this is the nightly stroke that happens in every podcast, and, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. this tonight it was Tyson who who took control of it. Mm -hmm. well, well done. I, I could hear my voice banging up against the inside of my skull when I was trying to work that out, like like Steve McQueen with the baseball in uh, Papillon. No, it was a great escape. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, more timely references from Tyson here. Yeah. Cooler. 20 days. Uh, okay. I think you mean when um, Tom Cruise is in uh, Ghost Protocol and he's throwing the rock against. No, not Ghost Protocol. It's the, the one before that. Um, Three. What? Three. Three was before Ghost Protocol. Ghost oh, Protocol no. It was, was Ghost Protocol at the beginning yeah. where he's uh, in the Russian prison and he's just biding his time by throwing a rock against the wall. It was a rock. I thought it was like a racquetball or something. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Everybody should watch it because that's a guy we want to get richer from our views, our clicks. Um, cool. They're, they're good movies. I, oh, yeah. I, I didn't <laughs> see the latest one yet, but I'll, I'll see it when it's out streaming. Neither. Um, and did you do anything to celebrate the 50 years of anniversary of hip hop? Uh, not yet. I heard you guys talking about it last week and I was like, oh, that happened. That's cool. I did give you a, cu a couple recommendations. Uh, one was the documentary Scratch, where it uh, goes into turntablism and kind of, I think it starts uh, hip hop. Yes, 1973, African Bambada was, uh, I think, credited along with Cool Herc and his, uh, it was a whole thing at one time. There's one time period when it all started going. And then, you know, you guys talked about this already. Um, but I do. I was uh, planning on probably having a re-listen of um, Three Feet High and Rising, which is probably my, one of my favorite uh, hip hop albums. And De La Soul, uh, they released all their albums for free for streaming, for downloading if you want to get them. So you don't even need a streaming service to listen to those. Yeah, and by the way, if you like De La Soul, and also if you like uh, Prince Paul, uh, the producer, uh, there's a great. Uh, chat series done by Open Mike Eagle called What Had Happened Was. And it's, uh, I don't know, six or seven episodes of them going through uh, De La's albums and also Prince Paul's solo and then other stuff he contributed to. And if you like that kind of thing, <laughs> rap history, uh, it's really good. 
Yeah. And All also right. if you like podcasts. Oh, well, if you're listening to this, either you're really self-loathing and this is your, your torture or you're being kept in uh, captivity and you're being tortured by uh, your captors or you love podcasts and you have no taste. So... Yes, and Tyson is all three of those. So it's four. Four. Because <laughs> oh. one of them is the and you have no taste. So I, I added that one. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um hmm. well Tyson, uh did you do any traveling? Have you done any traveling lately? Yes. I went up to Washington uh for uh about a week, um a month or so ago. I think you guys were gone during that. Um all right. I think you got. I think you'd had like a June hiatus. So I feel like it was in June. And how and was that? Going, it was. You know, I always like going up and seeing the in-laws and seeing Washington because it's always you know a trip to IKEA at some point. There's uh, we're going to the zoos up there. Uh, there's uh, a couple of them because Jareth likes the zoo. Who? And, what child doesn't? You know, until you sure. learn how they treat the animals. Um, but don't tell them. Don't tell them. Well, they do red wolf conservation at um, Point Defiant Zoo out uh-huh. there. In, and uh, uh, that's Point Defiant Zoo and Aquarium, by the way. Uh-huh. Then there's the Woodland Park Zoo, yes, which is out. in uh, some blocks in the middle of Seattle. So like Point Defiance, its acreage is something like 28 acres, but Woodland Park is like 97. So it's a lot of walking, but it's, you know, they, we can, you might see a giraffe or a lion at Woodland Park Zoo. Oh, wow. All right. Count me in. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and all right. And have you been, do you, do you watch the Disney shows? I'm just going to go through all the pop, pop. Um, let's go through some pop culture because we're going to, oh, okay. uh, it'll be a little shorter today. Um, but uh, have you been watching any, um, any shows on the streamers? Disney Plus. Um, let's see. So, I have. I'm kind of current on my, on my. Is it Phase Four? TV shows and movies. Uh, up to. I have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy three yet, but I'm going to soon. All right. Uh, so, so I've seen you know WandaVision, Loki, Werewolf by Night. I'm, then I'm not saying them in order, but you know the movies, all the TV shows, even Secret Wars which I did not hate, but I don't have as much exposure to the original storyline. So I feel like I'm going to be a little more forgiving because it's the MCU. They just kind of go, I'll take some of that take some of that, take some of that. And then some fan service, but not always how you expect it. And it doesn't bother me because I just like watching the people at this point. Right. 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 Uh, You know, bad writing, good writing. It's hard to, to say it's, it's all kind of, entertaining and you know occasionally i will go oof yeah that was an interesting choice but whatever whatever i'm just happy to be alive in a time that has so much of it available you know it can inspire such con- conversations about things um what was the thing uh movie thing uh disney um american born chinese i started watching that i haven't gotten too far into it all right it's great there's a bunch of decoms uh disney channel original movies on there that i've been thinking of uh watching because there's um a podcast done by these two guys from um, the Xbox. This is, by the way, if you like British people and you like gaming, you should watch Xbox 
outside Xbox and outside Extra. Uh, they've been going for, God, I don't know, 10 years. And two of them have a podcast together called Mom Can't Cook, a DCOM podcast, because apparently it's a trope in a lot of these Disney Channel original movies that the mother is unable to cook, or it's a trope of certain movies. And um, they go through them and they talk about them. And a lot of them I haven't seen, but a lot of them are, are in Disney Plus, and it, uh, including one, by the way, called Stepsister from Planet Weird. And the reason why I bring it up is because they went on and on about how interesting and funny and strange the lead character of it was. Um, they say, oh, you know, he's, he's uh, like, he must be on cocaine or they thought the character was on cocaine, you know, his energy levels up there, but they thought he was very entertaining. And the, but they didn't say the name of the character uh, sorry, the name of the actor. So I was just, I had to you know look at myself. I'm like, how did these youngsters not know who Lance Guest is? You know, last Starfighter, hello? Oh, yeah, that's right. They're in their 20s. I'm <laughs> no, they're in their early 30s. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, it's a thing. It's about video games. Uh, they're, they're stuff they do. How do they not know one of the most famous video game <laughs> um, tangentially related films of all time? Yeah. What, I'm sorry, which show with it? Uh, what were they talking about again? They were talking about a movie called Stepsister from Planet Weird. Oh, on, oh, oh. Yeah, he was he was in there. He played uh, uh, Cosmo. Cola. He's the father, Cosmo Cola. Yeah, with his daughter Ariel Cola. Yes, they're in humanoid forms, but the rest of the time they are pink bubbles. It's yeah. a strange. Well, uh, sounding movie. I'm I'm I I can't wait to see it. I've been to Lance's house and and we did a play together, and he's just a delightful human being. He could, that's so good to know. He could not be more generous kind and funny and just like um by the way a total luddite as well um oh, so doesn't do the tech <laughs> does not do the tech but but <laughs> just just a just such a fun fun guy and like it, he's exactly who you want to share a stage with so um i i had so much fun working with him um but i was like lance guest oh yeah lance and yeah yeah it was that was the last play i i ever did so hopefully and I was like, how do they not know who Lance Guest is? So yeah, you're in the uh you're in the uh stage interpretation of the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. Yeah, that was hey, was fun. he Han Solo in that? He was Han Solo. Uh, and uh Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and Harrison Ford. He was he was great. And Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he played dual roles. He was he was just um That's funny. Yeah, that makes me really happy to hear hear you reference him. Um Cool. Okay. And what about, uh, did you have a song of the summer? A song that I liked listening to? No, that you liked to, to oh. eat. Ah, I see. Okay. Uh, um, song of the summer. I'll tell you this one piece of music that I, I really have been grooving on lately. Um, it's not a new song, but it's one, it was new to me. Uh, and it's called canvas by a group. Or, or I don't know, actually, I don't know very much about them at all, but the, they're called Resonate, and that's R-E-Z-O-N-A-T-E. Um, I saw their song used in an AI-generated music video um, by a YouTuber called Doodle Chaos, and I thought, wow, this is so creative, and what is this song? And then I'd listen to it by itself, and I was just like, I really like this. I like the, I like the, the, the feel of it. I like the words. I like how melancholy and yet upbeat it is. It's very strange. Cool. It's, 
That's like yeah. a ten-year-old song. You can look it up on YouTube. Yeah, that happens to me all the time lately. I find a song that I'm like, where, why, how did I that's not? The way to find things, and like you shouldn't necessarily go with by what's out there. Like what's what's it, what's new and and fresh and shiny. Just find something that's fresh to you. You know. Mm -hmm. Sure. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna listen to it as soon as we're done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's resonate R E Z O N A T E, and it is the um. Wait, did you say Monster Cat? Uh, oh, it's from, yeah, there's some kind of compilation or something. Monster Cat's, I think, a studio, but the song is Canvas. Yes, Canvas. Okay. Yes, Canvas, right. yeah. That's a, it's a, I don't know, it's a great song. All great right. piece of music. Okay, that's great. And what about a movie that you watched? This I, It doesn't have to be in the theater, because I know sure. that you're in um, a place that has probably like two theaters. It does. They're right across the way from each other. Yeah. Um, like literally, it's movie theater, block of buildings, other movie theater. But uh, anyway, uh, there's a couple in Eureka as well. So movies at the, that I've seen this year that I really liked. That's a no, little summer, tougher. Summer, summer, summer movie. I didn't go out to any see see any movies. No, I didn't say you had to go out. You can you right, know, right, right, right. I'm, I'm just and it could be sure one that was list. ten years old or twenty years old. It could be, it could have. Um, uh, Gabby Hayes in it, or Abby oh. Hayes, or um, oh, so it's not a new one, but this is one that I watched with my son uh, because I really like this movie, and I'm I'm hoping that uh, he will too one day. And it's the um, 1970 film uh, adaptation of the Phantom Tollbooth. Who knew? Who knew that there was uh, more than one adaptation of the Phantom Tollbooth? Um, there. There wasn't more than one, was there? I don't know. I think they're working on it. I mean, they're they're they've been in talks. I think there's a development hell uh, involved in some kind of live action adaptation. But the original uh, starred Butch Patrick, and the rest of the movie is Chuck Jones animated. So it's, it's you know, it's fun. It's 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 uh, it's one of those ones that's like, it's not. I don't want to say it's educational but it introduces some concepts about being enlightened and, uh, and appreciating education. Oh, so, uh, yeah. 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 It's actually, yeah. The, the release title was the adventures of Milo and the phantom toll booth, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it had three directors in it and Chuck Jones did the animated uh, mm -hmm. part of it. That's uh, that is awesome. I it's really that. good. It's free on YouTube right now. So like you should see it if you get a chance, but yeah. All right. Um, look it up on YouTube. I was actually watching while I was working. I wasn't watching that closely. Um, there was a uh, a Disney movie in, from 1980 uh, that was a live action one um, called. Oh, I'm just stalling until I can bring it up. But it, it was uh, the Watcher in the Woods. Oh, with Betty Davis. With Betty Davis, with Girl from um, Ice Castles, yeah, Lynn Holly Johnson, Carol Baker, who was in Baby Doll, um, just a, a star-studded cast, and um, kind of a creepy Disney movie. It's actually a little bit scary, or not more than a little bit scary. It's a little bit very creepy. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's a good. That's a that's a an interesting, not quite ghost story. It's something else. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm. I don't spoil it. I've still got a half an hour to go in this eighty-minute movie. And uh, so there's that, and there's a Phantom Tollbooth, which we can watch on both of those are available on YouTube. 
Um, oh, good. I'll have to check out Watcher. It's been a while since I've seen Watcher in the Woods. Yeah, and there are a couple different endings that you can also watch on YouTube. Um, but I haven't reached the first original ending, so. Um, nice. I, I believe Harrison Ellenshaw worked on that. Who? Uh, Harrison Ellenshaw, Ellenshaw is, a, is a matte painter who worked with Disney. His father uh, was also a matte painter. I think it was Peter Ellenshaw. Uh, I forgot Who's that a, you have your, your um, matte painting podcast and blog. Um um, right. He was a he was a a regular on uh, Combat Radio. That was the other podcast that I interacted oh. with a lot over the years. Oh, yeah. cool! No, I, yeah. I'm just I'm just funning you. But that is awesome that you knew that. Um, what's his name again? Well, they, Harrison Ellenshaw. Well, they talked about it. You know, this is one of those things that came up because like because uh, um, of the people who would be on Combat Radio were people who were you know Disney Imagineers and various people and like um, I. He was the designer of the final sequence, and also working on this movie is Henry Selleck. Oh yeah, of um, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas fame, I believe. Uh, and yeah, and, and uh, Coraline, and, and mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I mean, this is the whole Disney um, pipeline, you know. So I'm mm. sure that there's some great, great people who worked on this somewhat forgettable, mediocre movie, but interesting movie. Definitely interesting. Which one again? Are we talking about? And we're we're talking about uh, Watcher in the Woods. Watcher in the Woods. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth a look. It's worth a look. Yeah, because I was actually watching it. I was like, oh, that's an actually really good, like thoughtful special effect that they did in this otherwise like kind of cheesy movie. You know, I, I didn't expect that level of of uh, creepiness and 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 thought. So it was great. Really, really. There's cool. some there's some really nicely creepy moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you want to see another creepy film produced by Disney that's not the Black Hole, uh, see Jonathan Price uh, in Something Wicked This Way Comes, the uh, Ray Bradbury adaptation. I saw that in the movie theater. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I did. Pretty cool. I saw the Black Hole in the movie theater. Oh, there you go. Uh, David when Mattingly, did you mention five. David Mattingly? Hmm? Did you mention David Mattingly? I don't believe I did. Oh, okay. Well, he was a he, he was a matte painter on it. So, and cool. was also a matte painter on iRobot and Dick Tracy and Tron, et cetera, et cetera. All right, Tron. Nice. Well, I cannot thank you enough, Tyson, for oh, jumping you. in. Um, I wanted. I was trying to get other people in. I did not reach out in time. I'm very bad at planning these things. I I kind of like that is that that is my. Um, Achilles heel for these, this podcast. I love doing it and I'm just a poor planner, but I'm going to try to be better as we, we move along, try to get, uh, the team, the, the crew back and get everybody's interaction. I've also reached out to, um, other listeners and, uh, we're going to have, um, Peter WG on the show. He was cool. ill tonight but oh. could make it but i hope you feel better peter and also just yeah we're we're want to keep this this crazy three wheeled cart going um as, as it were so um do you have anything that you want to plug for uh, as we go on out uh just my youtube channel at this point Go, you know, go to if you go to www.tysonsaner.com, and that's T Y S O N S A N E R. It has all my links, 
and I'm putting out episodes of Antisocial Show that have been in the archive unrendered. I'm rendering them and publishing them to get us up to speed, and then we're going to begin production of Antisocial Show again on top of everything else, the gaming and the music and all that, and the being a dad. It's it's all going to... All right. It's all going to... Yeah. So I'd like to plug uh, just the next year of my life. All right. TysonSainer.com. You can also look up Tyson on uh, on the socials and on YouTube. Um, he's, and on TikTok. He's, uh, he's ubiquitous, as it were. And also, I want to um, hype this new tech show that Tyson and I are doing on on how to wire your sound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it, the first three episodes we tried are it's like uh, just dead dead silence but we're working on it and as we work out the kinks um and we figure out how to wire our microphones to the machines that record the sound we will share that success with you and uh, teach you how to how to get there as well right tyson indeed (laughs) better living through cooperation Uh, something like that Mm. uh all right so 3m sorry what was that again 3m bringing the future to you oh yeah uh, yeah 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 i'd like to plug 3m no oh yeah yeah and uh what's their their um, stock symbol uh it is a number three and an m cap capital m i i'm not sure it might be helvetica it's hard to say my it's definitely not comic sans uh, it's not Cambria, nor is it Times Roman. Sorry, yes. Oh no, no, no! Please, uh, I, I want to also remind people that Tyson is the the one who composed our outro, uh, based oh. on the the nonsense like spoutings of of our uh, our founding father uh, Dan Etheridge. Yes. Yes. Who I've been, yes. we've been playing a lot of escape games together online. That's been super fun. Um, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Super fun. And uh, so uh, thank you for that. Oh, certainly. Thank you for playing it for all of these years. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, good yeah, Lord. That's great. And so that gives you a sense <laughs> of where he was many years ago. And I'm sure, Tyson, your your musical skills have evolved since then. God, I hope so. And Nooner, oh, I think it's fantastic what you did. So uh, it, it's fine. If you can stay, Thank you can you. stay there for all I care. Uh, then uh, send us your email, noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to hear more of and who, who, yeah, who would you like to hear on the show that hasn't been on in a while? That's a great question. You know, I'd like to hear, I would, I'm glad that Peter WG is uh, in the rotation. I can't wait till he's feeling better enough to hear it. Uh, Chris Miller, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. We we'll if Chris you guys should try and find if James is available. That'd be nice to have him oh, back, wouldn't it? Oh my goodness, yeah. I've, I've fallen out of touch. He moved out of town, and and things sort of fell by the wayside. Um, oh. I also want to let everyone know that Bill Watterson has been directing a bunch of commercials, uh, and he did a, these great, really cool. Um, stop motion animation things for Barbie uh, as a tie-in with Walmart that I, I, oh, cool. yeah, I, I don't, they're probably on YouTube. You can, probably can follow him on um, his socials and he posts them. They're, they're really fun, imaginative, just the way that, that 
well, I wouldn't say Bill's the funnest all the time, but he's super imaginative. And, and no, he's fun 89% of the time, um, except the, um, when, when I talk about news and politics on this podcast. And that, that is on me. And that is not on, on Bill at all. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Follow um, us all. Let it, yeah. Get in touch with us. Noonerpodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next. Oh, wait, shit. I got to make sure that the thing is next Tuesday. Thank you, Marty. Uh, why do I uh, 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 that box. Smodco Internet Production. Sit only at smodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs>